This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian here with, I was going to say special guest, but like you're not really a special guest anymore. You're like that like recurring main character on this podcast, I feel. This is my third episode, so yeah, like, I feel it, like I'm a regular now. It's like, it's like, you know, like a sitcom after like season three, like you kind of like, now all of a sudden you have your part in like the, the title. Like, I like the Kimmy mentioned. Gibbler. Like, no, because <laughs> like the annoying neighbor. Like, no, you're more like a, it's like a, I'm trying to think of one where it's like someone got added in and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, by the way, this person is now part of the cast, by the way. Right. But, I mean, I'm, I'm here and there. But yes, if you don't recognize that voice, it is uh, our good friend CJ. And uh, she's here with us because I'm up in Lewiston again, and we're at the first inaugural. I'm not going to say annual because you can't say first annual because it's the same thing. Right. It's the inaugural cask festival at Brickyard Brewing Company. Um, And it's my first cask festival, too. Have you ever been to a cask festival? I have. um, Good Bar usually does one during Buffalo Beer Week. Okay. So, like, a lot of times they'll they'll have them on, and then, like, they, they do, like, a, a tapping of the casks on Thursday, and then, like, Friday they have them on, and basically they, they have them available to drink until they run out. Like, so if they got something going all weekend, they got something going all weekend. Wow. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, maybe it's more of a northern thing. I feel like cask is kind of like a cold weather. Well, yeah, down in, down in Florida, you probably can't really, I mean, you can't. But you better hope that that thing's going to get drank pretty quickly. Right. That would be kind of gross. Like, this is the perfect weather to really do a cask fest, too, because everything is going to stay that right temperature for the most part. And, you know, you're going to get that. You're going to get beer the way it's supposed to be drank. Right. This is originally how beer was drank back in the day, right? It is. So how many brewers we got in here? Let's see. It looks like Brian's counting. We got like 15 here. 15 local breweries. They yeah. all brought a cask. Yeah, we um, we started ourselves off with the uh, pressure drop uh, sticky trees, which was double dry hops with uh, citra. I really like it. The brewer says it's not carbonated enough, but I think I enjoy it anyway. Yeah, Carl's always going to be a little critical of his of his stuff, but um, it's basically a, a hazy, flat version of Sticky Trees. Right. So, But it tastes really fresh. It's super hoppy. I'm enjoying it. Yes. Um, we're also drinking some of Brickyard's newest brews. Yeah, they actually had a can release today before, well, I guess at 11 o'clock when they opened, they uh, did a can, can release. They released Blep and Flat Brim Hat. Um, Blep is basically the beer that they did with West Shore, the collab, the Das Blep, which we did on a podcast, we did on an episode before. Um, I saved the can and I did it on a Halloween episode two years ago, I think, like our first Halloween episode, um, when uh, we did the episode with um, Worst Collection Ever, which was my brother and... <laughs> His wife, because the well, the can just had pictures of cats all over. Right. So this is a well. The brewer here at Brickyard has a lot, several cats. Yeah. I would say five. Yeah. So he uh, he He's, put their faces on. I don't I don't know if it was their faces or. Yeah, it, it definitely so. was. Um, <laughs> so they're cats. His cats are on the label. Like people were literally searching for the beer just because they wanted the label. Like that's yeah. how that's how it sought out. But the beer is also pretty great. Yeah, so, I really am enjoying the beer. It's a nice hazy yeah. 
it's delicious. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad JP decided to brew it again and release it because now people can get it whenever they want. And I know it was one of those things that people people kept asking for it too. So, well, um, there are a lot of cat people in this world. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't have the cat label, but that's okay. It has that uh, the spirit of yeah. being a cat person. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's still it's still a black. Um, but we're, I'm also drinking the uh, flat brim hat triple IPA with honey. Is it um, good? It's pretty decent. It's a triple IPA. Boozy? A little bit, but the honey balances that booze out. All right, I'm going to try it. We'll see. I'm not really a fan of honey, but we'll see. It's not like uh, like the honey does isn't like super powerful in it. It's not super straightforward. Um, but you could you could tell it's there. It helps though. Yeah. With the bitterness of the beer. Exactly. So, Good balance. Like I know basically I'm basically I was thinking I'm like all right I'm gonna go in this and this is gonna taste like hop slam from Bell's because that's basically a triple IPA with honey as well. Right. And it doesn't. Yeah. This is. This isn't as sweet as Hop Slam. And no, I'm, I'm excited that uh, I'm probably going to end up taking some of this home too, just so I have it for uh, a rainy day. So I'm pretty excited today because Fifth Frame is here from Rochester, and I usually really like their beer. So I'm excited about their Cascale draped in corduroy. I'm not sure what that's going to be like. Yeah, um, I'm glad that 42 North brought the Ben Nevis Scotch because that is a great beer, and having it on cask is going to be wonderful. Um, we also have One-Eyed Cat here with their Scotch Ale as well. So Where's One-Eyed Cat located? They don't have a location yet. So they're up and coming? Yes. And I know they were trying to think of a location in North Tonawanda? They had a location on transit, which fell through. Fell through. Um, then they had a location on Main Street and Clarence, which fell through. Okay. So they're still kind of working it out. And I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Patrick and Sarah and, yeah. um, you know, kind of get an update on what's going on. Right. But, yeah, um, we're going to... We're gonna go and uh, grab some more stuff, and uh, I don't know. We're, we'll we'll uh, get some people on here, and we'll uh, we'll really this. grill them about how their Cascale process was. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a little different from what we normally do at a at a festival too, because JP actually set us up at a table, so like we're here just kind of relaxing, where normally you you know like we're walking around and just annoying the shit out of people. So no, this. Feels Feels like we're like press coverage. Of yeah, we're, we're 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 looking pretty professional. Right now. <laughs> I think people are going to be impressed. All right, we're back from our first round of uh, tastings, and uh, and we yeah. went straight to fifth frame because I wanted to try that draped in corduroy. Yeah, well, because that's the thing too. Like I saw it, and I'm like, wait a minute, isn't the the one that they're bringing tomorrow to the uh, collab? Collaboration. The Buffalo Beer Geeks is having the collaboration fest tomorrow. So we're going to do a double header. Yeah. <laughs> we will be recording there. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you might be hearing this episode after. Like, you might be like going to the past. Like, right. depending on how I You might have time traveled. Like, maybe, maybe this episode is coming out after that one. Or not. Stay tuned. I don't know. Or not. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's any way you're going to edit it and release it tonight. And tomorrow the festival is at 11 a.m. So it's basically like we have a double shift. It, it, depend, it depends on uh, which one I decide to release first. But, um, yeah, no, we, so, because Fifth Frame's bringing the draped in velvet tomorrow. Today, Today they brought the draped in corduroy. And I asked him about the name, and he had honestly no explanation for me. But I will say the draped in corduroy was so peanut buttery and delicious that I really enjoyed it. What did you think, Brian? Oh yeah, no, I can, I could drink that all goddamn day. That's, I mean, it's just it's liquid peanut butter, and to me, there's nothing wrong with that. Like. And it kind of felt like what I expect from a cask. Have you ever had the Belching Beaver peanut butter um, stout, I believe it is? No, I haven't. That was one of the first ones I had, because Belching Beaver's out of San Diego. 
I believe. Um, I had it out in California and I brought a bottle home um, when I went to visit my brother for like the first time. And honestly, that was one of like the first beers that I had that I was like, holy shit, dude, there's so much peanut butter in this that it was, it was awesome. Like, actually on tap here right now is the Thin Man Peanut Butter Jenkins. Oh, I've heard such good things about that one. I know, like, and I'm probably going to get a glass of it, so you will be able to taste really? it. Really? So I I've wish, had the... I wish Taylor would have gotten it at that one night to try it. Is there a different Jenkins? Just the, just the Awesome Jenkins. Okay, so I've had the Awesome Jenkins, and I haven't had the Peanut Butter Jenkins yet, but the hype around Peanut Butter Jenkins is so serious. People are obsessed with it. Dude, honestly, it's, it's one of the best... Uh, one of the best beers that I had from a Buffalo brewery in 2019. Wow. Yeah, that's what people were saying. So how do you think it compared to the Peanut Stick Porter by Flying Bison, though? Because I really liked that one, but that oh, see, wasn't I, real I, peanut butter. I didn't. Yeah, see, I didn't like that at all. You like, didn't? There's more peanut taste in this. Than okay. Okay. But yeah, the one we just had on cask was super, super peanut buttery. Almost made me feel like if people are allergic to peanut butter, they'd probably be allergic to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's got to be a warning on that thing. <laughs> like a peanut-free classroom? I don't know. I was a teacher, so it all goes back to me thinking about peanut allergies these days. Um, all right, and then the second thing we had was... Oh, well, we had the pressure drop sticky trees. Did we talk about that yet? We did. Okay. So then we tried other half, and I was super excited because when it poured, it was like a bright pink color. You know I love that. But it looked like... I guess... it, it Well, it tasted like... It probably didn't sit out long enough, or probably didn't reach the temp it was supposed to really hit. Yeah, there was supposed to be some dragon fruit in it, but I tasted a little bit of diacetyl, um, and I think that the brewer probably knows that, yeah. but I was kind of disappointed. It's drinkable, but it's not what they probably wanted, and I mean, hey, it happened. Even even the best breweries mess up sometimes. And gas gas are tricky, yeah, because mean, you're not really controlling the environment like you would. You can't control the temperature, so I can totally just, understand. You're just hope you're just hoping that it's gonna come out the way you want it. Like like Carl said with the with the sticky trees, that oh it's not carbonated enough because he didn't get up to the temp that he wanted it to. Right. So, so way back in the day when they made beer, did they only make cascales? I mean they Do you just think it was tougher to be a brewer then? Well they just made it in whatever they had to make it in. And they just okay. drink it. <laughs> whether, whether or not, and most beer back then, too, was probably only, like, you know, under 5% anyway. Okay. Like, it wasn't super, like, alcohol -y. And it probably tasted like shit for the most part. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real here. I know. I just wonder, like, traveling back in time, what it would be like to, to try their beers. It probably just tasted like wort for the most part. Okay. You know? Like, if you're, like, getting wort before everything's really fermented, it's like, okay, this is fermented wort. Like, where it's like probably like oh this got sour and it's kind of getting me a little fucked up am i dying nope i'm not <laughs> it's better than water yeah like you're like well it's liquid and i need some liquid in my body to survive it tastes like shit but i'm still gonna drink it anyway um, so we do have some more, another cask sour, which is Woodcock Brothers Blueberry Coconut, which I'm excited to try. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how that is. And then there's a Blueberry Blackberry Goza by Hamburg. So we'll see if they had any more luck with their sour cask ales. Maybe yeah. it's just not a good combination. Um, we also did try, so I grabbed a glass of the uh, Brickyard Brewing um, moo, Hashtag Moo with uh, chur, uh, Hashtag Moo Churro Milk Stout with uh, vanilla beans. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was light. The flavors like really blend well together. Right. The vanilla comes out at the end, I feel. Yeah. Um, but it's very drinkable stout. I'm excited to see how the normal blep compares with the blep on cast, too. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna do that. Um, and then you're drinking the 12 Gates Maple Bacon Coffee Porter? Oh, yeah, so I drank the 12 Gates Maple Bacon Coffee Porter, and then I asked the brewer kind of what the difference was between this one and the normal coffee porter in cans because. To be honest, I mean, I'm a beta palate, so I didn't really taste that much of a difference. And he said that there's uh, maple bacon extract in it. Uh, more on the nose. 
So I definitely taste that. Um, it reminds me, it's a little reminiscent of Funky Buddha's releases that they do in their giant bottles, so, like Last Snow, things like that. Talk about uh, Funky Buddha for a little bit, because we don't really, I mean, we know Funky Buddha up here, but we don't obviously see it. Okay. And I've enjoyed most of what I've had from them, but I've only had maybe two or three beers. So Funky Buddha, when they go into bottles, people get super excited about them because they distribute to like the grocery stores, like the Whole Foods or the Publix, and you can kind of get them and then bring them home and be like, wow, this is the crazy Florida beer I got. But as far as the tap room is concerned and the brewery is concerned, it's pretty commercial. So it's it's more of like a mass appeal kind of brewery. You're not going to find anything that's too different or too exciting, in my opinion, that's being made there. But people seem to like it. It's always busy. It's always packed. But it's not my first choice if I'm going to go hang out at a brewery in South Florida. I would hit like an invasive species or something with a little more hometown kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Funky Buddha is kind of like a tourist trap. But they do make decent beer. They do. They have a huge brew house and they have a lot of, you know, money. So they can really control their processes. They're not really getting a lot of off flavors. But I don't know. I just, it's overhyped in my opinion. Is it? I think think it's because, like, you don't get it here. So everybody's like, man, that funky Buddha. You got to try it. Exactly. Oh, last snow, coconut porter, morning wood. And I've had them all and they excite people. But it's also, you're asking the wrong girl because that's not my style of beer. It's like, well, you could probably try this beer that you get locally and it's probably just the same or better. Yeah, I don't really like that bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. That's just not my style. So maybe you're asking the wrong girl. But, I mean, I would definitely check it out if you're in Fort Lauderdale. Why not? Oakland Park. All right, what do you think? Should we go have another? Let's go do another round. Another round? All right, we got our first guests of the evening. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Chris from Brood and Bottled. I'm his wife, Jess. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Brood and Bottled is the bottle shop out here in Lewiston that was basically right next door to Brickyard, and now it's moving almost right next door to Brickyard. <laughs> yep. Literally, if you're standing in their banquet hall, you can throw water balloons or anything you want on people in the beer garden. I'll bet. I don't advise doing it, but it might be fun. <laughs> so, you guys ended up shutting down, what, about a month ago? Yeah, it's been about a month, uh, January 12th, okay. so uh, we're just sitting at home now with nothing to do. That's just... not true. He's working very hard to get the new place open. <laughs> I wouldn't say nothing, because you guys have, like, what, like a six-month-old, four-month-old? Yeah, we have a five-month-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's a handful. We got Jack at home, and uh, other than that, I just want to pour beer again. <laughs> you got that itch. Yes, I do, yeah. So kind of walk us through, is it going to be a different kind of space, or the same? It's going to be um, basically about the width of the front, so it's going to be about 15, 18 feet wide and then long all the way to the back of the building. And instead of having the beer garden in the front of the building like the old location, we're going to have it right on the back side, uh, which is kind of cool because you won't have any wind at all back there, so you can be pretty toasty all year with uh, lamps out there, heat lamps. And we will have a uh, view of the Frontier House, which is the oldest building still standing in Lewiston on Center Street. Wow, that's pretty, pretty amazing. And, and there's, a, there's a pretty cool future ahead for that building, too. Okay. I don't know much. Okay. Um, I only know what's been announced. I mean, us in Lewiston, we've been hoping for the Frontier House, something to happen there yep, it's for back. quite a time. It's good. So, what do you think about this whole uh, cast festival? I mean, JP's, I, I feel like JP's done a great job. There's a yeah. ton of people here. Yeah. There are. And uh, he killed it, and he's been stressed all day, <laughs> and I think he can finally step back and look at the room and say... I did it. It's been amazing, though. Um, all the breweries that showed up, you know, we got a lot of really stellar local beers. Um, Other Half and Fifth Frame came in, which is rad. So I did a good job. I mean, there's so many different people here, and I've run into a million brewed and bottled customers, which has been 
best part of the day. Yeah, kind of like, felt like you're the mayor. <laughs> yeah, <I was> yes. <laughs> exactly. Or so, an unofficial family reunion. CJ made the comment that you're kind of like the mayor of, yes. uh, mayor of Houston right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll announce my bid to run. <laughs> but it's it's been amazing. Um, and if you look at the list, uh, everybody's brought a pretty pretty well spread out variety of beers. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got about a bunch of traditional beers on the list, and then you've got some crazy stuff like the Blueberry Coconut Sour, and uh, other have Dragon Fruit, IPA, Churro Stout from Brickyard. Right. So, yeah, people need to learn that Lewiston's not that far away. Yeah. It's not. It's only it's 20 not. minutes. It's yeah. really not, but you just hop on the throughway and you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I have to keep reminding myself that because it's the same thing with like East Aurora too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like going down East Aurora, like because I live in North Buffalo, so I'm like, okay, like coming here today, I'm like, all right, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, it's like, all right, it's like ten after one. I gotta be here around like two ish or so, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go, and I'm like, oh wait, it's quarter to two, and I'm already here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, stop okay. for gas and a burrito yeah, and a, still like, like, right. I'm like, oh okay. You're like, but, like, you always, like, try to plan. Like, you're like, okay, I'm making this drive out to Lewis. Yeah. Or I'm making this drive out to East Aurora. And, like, it's, it's not that really bad. not that bad. Because no. it's just it's just literally straight through it. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, mentally, you look at the landscape you go through, and it feels like it's further than it actually is. You're, you're going across flatlands and an island. <laughs> right. And There's bridges. Yeah. The bridges. That's honestly it, though. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck, I gotta go through Grand Island. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, this which is the takes literally ever. four minutes if there's no traffic. <laughs> I do it every day. It's not. <laughs> the fact that they made the fact that they made the uh, speed limit 65, mm. yeah, like from Grand Island on, like is nice because it I wasn't always that way. No, no, 55. Yeah. yeah. You so were... like, I think that's what like I think that makes a big difference. Yes. I think you're the fourth person who's told me that, that they didn't realize they could go faster. And I'm not advocating speeding, but, you know... If, no, in case you guys didn't know, yeah, 70 is fine. Exactly. 65 exactly. means 70. 55 only meant 60. And, you know, right. some days you can go, like, 74 yeah. and be yep. okay. So you I can just get here, <laughs> here in, in not as long as people think. And I think it just goes to show there's a lot happening up here. Uh, Brickyard's pumping out awesome beers. They have releases all the time. We have Absolutely. Our, 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 you know, B&B is here. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> Shameless <laughs> self-promotion. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, they killed it doing this festival. And so do you guys have a prospective opening date? I know we're all, you know... Going to say early to mid spring. Okay. Uh, as soon as it warms up a little bit, they're going to be able to come in and frame everything out. And then we do have to apply for our liquor license. So that's going to be a little interesting, you know, realm because you never because know how. You technically can't use the same one because it's a different building. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we have to start from scratch. So that, it, it, there's a few things, but as soon as we can get the nod to jump in, um, luckily. I had the experience behind me from the first place. I can come in and just quickly get everything together. Awesome. Yeah, and hopefully, like, I mean, I'm sure you're going to be doing the same stuff that you are doing before, oh, trying yeah. to get all the, sure. the crazy stuff that you were getting. Yes. And we, making sure that you're having the tap takeovers and everything else kind of coinciding with whatever's going on at Art Park and everything. So We will, and we still have that outside space, so we'll do tap takeovers before Art Park. Everybody's asking, will we still get other half cans? Yes, you will. You'll we'll still get other half cans. I can guarantee it. Because you're um, technically close. You're you're the closest bottle shop in Western New York to other half, probably right. Maybe. So interesting. I'd have to map that out. I was going to say, like, I don't know. Like, now and later in Syracuse, maybe the other. Well, sorry, I guess I guess the Buffalo, yeah, Niagara region. I would think. Right. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Like. I don't yeah. know, maybe ABW might be a little closer because... No, 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 you got a map. That's what I was going we'll to say. We'll just say they're the closest. Yeah, we'll go with yes. They're the closest to fifth frame. Yes. They've got a killer cask here tonight, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's we peanut butter. That. Straight peanut butter. It's like candy. Yeah. It is. It is. It's delicious. Yeah. We, um... Yeah, and Daryl down at ABW has been doing a lot of other half stuff, and he's got some really good releases coming up, too. Uh, if you go on Facebook and look at his events lined up, he's 
killing it. Cool. It's bottle great. shop friends. It's great to oh, have. Yeah. Like it, it's it's great to have a bottle shop in the north. Yeah. Bottle shop in the city with VBW or VBM. Yeah. And uh, bottle shop in Southtown with ABW. Yeah. I mean, anywhere you live, you can get great beer oh, in know. this area. Like, even even different parts of Buffalo. I mean, you've got Bottle Rocket. And that's right. Tricky. And then yeah. you dump down to Fatties, and it's look back four years ago in. I mean, you had there VBM. There was only one. Yeah. We've come so two, far. Yeah, two, yeah. You have VBM and, and Aurora. I want to say my dates are, you know, when you own your own business, you don't know time anymore. <laughs> um, but it's grown, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, today's pretty epic. So Absolutely. They're going to do it again. Jess is laughing at me. I'm laughing. It is pretty epic. <laughs> and my glass is almost empty. Cool. Time to fill it up. Time yeah, to absolutely. Let's go. Awesome. So yeah, moving right along with uh, all these beers here. Um, eat up some stuff from some friends. Uh, One-Eyed Cat, the Kilt Razor, was pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoyed One-Eyed Cat. I'd never had any of their stuff before. Um, they did say that they're a t-shirt company that makes beer because they're having some trouble finding a location. But they were really nice, and their beer was solid. I mean, their Scotch Ale tasted like a good cask to Scotch Ale. Again, good for winter, uh, easy to drink. Yeah, Pat, Pat and Sarah do pretty decent stuff that I wish that we can hit some kind of location so they can actually, like, I don't know, get it out to the masses, you know? They did say but that... They're, they're doing the underground thing that they've been doing for the past, like year and a half now and they've been doing it well they've been doing it right I mean getting involved in like things like this is exactly what you need to do right because there's other breweries I mean okay so Brightsmith literally just opened up right now you haven't had anything from Brightsmith until they literally opened up so when I cat at least when they open yeah. it'll be like the they're three gonna, sons approach yeah, where people know them they're gonna have that absolutely like steel leaf's another one where they're gonna be opening and we'll get our first taste of something from them tomorrow oh that's exciting i didn't so, know that yeah they'll be there and we'll see how that goes i mean but like who knows when they're going to open, where they're going to open, anything else, but that's a brewery that's supposed to be happening sometime this year. Right. Yeah, so. One Eyed Cat seems like they're busy people. The beer that I tried that I was obsessed with, though, my favorite one of the festival so far is the Woodcock Blueberry Coconut Sour. That was super blueberry. It was so much fruit. The color was beautiful. Like, I didn't get too much coconut out of that. I almost didn't get any. I wonder if it was toasted coconut. It might be. Uh, but but the blueberry definitely overpowered it. The blueberry tasted really awesome. It was just the right amount of sour. They did really well with that one. Um, the 42 North Ben Nevis Scotch Ale is a personal favorite for me. This one, I believe, had some maple and some oak chips in it. So... I mean, that's 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 the kind of beer that I'm expecting at a at, at a, a at a cast fest like this, you know. Like, yeah, I'm actually su- surprised that it wasn't all Scotch ales. I was kind of coming into this looking forward to different styles of beer that I don't usually have, but it's a variety. I was kind of expecting more like fruited IPAs. To tell oh, you the really? Truth. Yeah, because Ooh. like I mean, you can take like. Oh, hey, I'm going to take this IPA and I'm going to throw a shit ton of pineapple in it and throw it in a cask and boom. Oh, I guess I didn't think about that approach. I was thinking like old style cask ale. Well, CBW used to do like when they would have uh, have their cask at the old at the Lafayette location, like a lot of times you'd get some of their IPAs with just like a shit ton of fruit just okay. on cask. Right, and right. it was awesome. It'd be like a one-off weekend release, almost yeah. like when people did it in a Randall. Do you remember Randall's? Yeah, well, 12 Gates still has one. Oh, really? Yeah, they still do them. Uh, I, think, I think Hamburg still has one, too. Oh, we had the Buffalo Brewing Company, 1813 Porter. To me, it tasted super, well, Brian gave me the word, but roasty. It was the roastiest you could thing. Say, you could say it was a little burnt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a kind of beer, like, if this is cold, it's a, it's a, it's a nice porter. Yeah, it just tastes like a chocolate malt bomb. Like if you've ever actually chewed on chocolate malt, 
that's what the beer tasted like. But I mean, I think malt's a good snack, so <laughs> works for me. So we got another guest. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Colin Herzog from Flying Bison Brewing. Flying Bison Brewing. I'm not that violent in real life. <laughs> He's just punching mics around. <laughs> so, with the name Herzog, you got a reputation to uh, uphold, huh? Yeah, well, I guess that's why I brought the uh, the handful, you know. Keep, <laughs> keep it traditional, keep it old school. I'm drinking, you guys brought the Blackbird Stout? Yes. Drinking that right now, it's pouring wonderfully. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, that beer is actually a pride and joy of ours. It's one of the first beers that we made uh, at Flying Bison. and it was one of the you know the old Tim's old like homebrew recipe brew in our back porch. So this is a near and dear beer to us. And uh, anytime it's on cask, it's a real treat. Absolutely. Well, Flying Bison has a huge history, right? They're one of the oldest yeah, breweries in Buffalo. The oldest packaging brewery in Buffalo, and the first one since Iroquois closed in '72. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's what I liked about Flying Bison when I visit. It kind of feels like the beer is not just your beer, but like it's your dad's beer and your grandpa's beer. Like everybody can drink and share that beer together and it just tastes like beer. You're not too up on the hype trends, but it's always classic and good. Yeah, yeah, we try to keep it a good mix to keep it as inclusive as possible. Right. You know, so that we can get, you know, of course, the, the, the fussy grandfather, the yellow beer that may, may not mix with, like, birch beer or whatever the hell goes on there, you know. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we, we do a little bit, obviously, the donut beers and such to, like... Yeah, so how, so how... Let's talk about the Paula's stuff, actually, a little sure. bit. Like, so... I know, so Paula's, Paula's Donuts is a donut chain in... Western New York that has what four locations or three locations? Something of that sort. Yeah, four. I think it's either three gonna be four or four gonna be five. But the the newest one that's going to be is basically right next to Flying by. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Buffalo Distilling is our shared neighbor, so right next. Yeah. So and Paula's has like a cult following. Like everybody's office on Fridays, they bring in Paula's. I mean, personally, I'm a donut craze dude. So you can fight me if you want. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. You know. Wow. I mean, it's just it's just what it is. But yeah. So with Paula's moving into the neighborhood and stuff, you guys kind of started doing this whole donut series, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Literally, when we uh, read in the paper that they were moving next door to us, I walked in the office and our head of production, Ryan, goes, "Peanut stick porter." Like, <laughs> all right, so you're you're yes. going. So you know, it's just a great way to kind of bond with our new neighbors, and they've been fantastic with it. I've uh, been very happy, and you know, same with us, obviously. And it's gotten us a lot of like you know press. It's like bridged kind of two worlds between donuts and beer. So absolutely, I just bought a six pack of the cannoli. Oh, cool. The Paula's cannoli. Beer. And I was surprised because of Blondale, but it was 8%. And I gotta say, I really liked it, but it tasted like pumpkin to me. Yeah, sure. But it was so good. Like, I love pumpkin. So this There's time a here. There's a touch of cinnamon and some nutmeg in it. So yeah, like, but it was so drinkable at 8% that. And that's, thank you, thank you. And that's kind of a. Uh, Hey, pumpkin, maybe you need a little more pumpkin in your pumpkin now. <laughs> right, if a cannoli beer is tasting similar. But it's not, it's I loved the, it. Yeah, yeah it's not the cannoli beer's problem. <laughs> like, the spices are basically the same, so. It was, it was, uh, that was kind of a head scratcher. We knew we wanted to try to tackle it, uh, because it's their other, like, most famous. Yeah, dude, they donuts. had lines for the fucking cannoli fucking donuts, dude. So when how you, could you not, like, you know, hope to try it? When do you when do you hear about a fucking donut shop having fucking lines in Buffalo, man? I mean, like, yeah, when when cronuts were a thing in New York City, like, right. before, like, and everything or else. Or Mike's like, Pastry in Boston. Yeah, like, people were, like, waiting in, like, what, um, the Voodoo Donut. Yeah, Like, absolutely. people wait in line and stuff for that stuff. But, like, in Buffalo, we never had that before. And, like, people were, like, literally just, like, being, like, dude, I got to make sure I get these fucking cannoli donuts. And it's, like, dude... It's just cannoli filling in a donut. Mm -hmm. sure. But, like, people were, like, 
freaking out about it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, of course, that's, like, very tasty to want to try and tap into that. Like, it, it, it worked, for sure. But we knew things were getting really weird when we were experimenting with the flavors and how we were going to try to construct a cannoli in a glass. And, uh, uh, we got, like, raw sheep's milk flavoring in. We're like, okay, this is getting a little nuts. So wow. <laughs> that's when we backed it down. We're like, okay, this is going to be a little deconstructed. Uh, okay. You know, it's not going to taste exactly like a mouthful of cannoli, but you get all the elements in there. And we keep it beer. So it's nice also because we use our pride and joy like our favorite malt is a mutton's pearl it's like just a very rich malt it's very like um very full flavored art you know so we're like very pleased to be able to put that in there as well you know so that became a feel good for us that we wouldn't have normally touched so out of the paula series you've done peanut stick and cannoli and is that it that's all we have at the moment, but they are, uh, I believe they're opening their doors in fall of this year, so do you have we're looking pretty hard at a couple other ones. We'll I'll see. Say, we're not, we're not quite you, sure you, yet. You got anything you want to tell us yet or no? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we're still working on the flavoring. Again, I don't want yeah, to step on my own tongue. <laughs> I mean, what I really like about Flying Bison, too, is the price point. A six-pack is so affordable. I mean, it was 10 bucks at Tops, and just compared to, like, a four-pack of, you know, a different kind of craft beer for 15 bucks, I just feel like you're getting more bang for your buck, especially if you're drinking with friends. And for me, like, Rusty Chain and Aviator Rad were two of the beers that really kind of helped get me into this whole craft beer thing. Oh, yeah. I've been drinking so, Rusty Chain since I was, like, yeah. 20 at McGarrett's. It's always kind of... It, but that's what I mean. Like, it, it's a go-to where it's like, yeah, I don't know what to drink. Give me a Rusty Chain. Right. And that's what's great about Flying Bison. But, like, the thing is, too, though, like, I mean, if you think about it, with the location in Larkinville, so you're down there, right on the outskirts of everything that's happening in the First War. But, like, between you, you and Buffalo Distilling, like you said, and Hydraulic Hearth, you have this little corridor there that during like the summer you got food truck fry or food truck Tuesdays and the uh, thing on Wednesdays that they do and everything else like there's always something going on right near the brewery and I'm an East Side guy um, being a part of the Adam and Scavage Library and everything else like we're literally like a mile away from Flying Bison right on Fillmore like people don't realize that like hey the east side and Larkinville are right there like Larkinville is technically the east side if you think about it pretty much but it's like this like little pocket on the east side that you know welcomes you I guess yeah, it's a really interesting neighborhood, and uh, it honestly was a bit of a gamble when we first started looking at it, because we were looking at all downtown properties. Um, in fact, even a few breweries have moved into some of the places we were like looking into, but um, yeah, I don't know. We were just intrigued and saw so much potential in it. We're like, this is the only like wide open area in downtown Buffalo. Like, yeah, something's there's not a lot happen. left. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, something's going to happen. Here. And now, did you grow up here? Are you from here? Yeah, I'm from Snyder, Chittawaga area, Big Blue Water Tower. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows. Get stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there. I'm from the traffic part of town. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All the highways come together. Right. And then how long have you been with Flying Bison? Oh, I've been working there full-time since 2007. Uh, but, you know, Tim B, my dad, I've been there way too long. I don't know. I've been to the whole right. time, you know. When I was 13, I was painting walls and stuff. So oh, my God. Helping put together the tank. So, yeah, I've been there, like, pretty much the whole time. But once I graduated college in Fredonia, I came okay. up and Well, what is your favorite beer here today? Uh, so far, I don't want to say my favorite. I like a lot of them, of course. <laughs> but uh, I like the blip. That's tasting nice. The Sultan yeah. is a great, uh, has some depth to it where it's not just like right kind of pineapple. You get some dank in there. You get a little bit of the earthy. Uh, That's like the last it. one on my list to try. Yeah. I know. I, gotta I haven't that had too. that one yet. Yeah, it's All a right. full flavored one for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll have to go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. No problem. Cheers. So we didn't go back into the festival per se. Like so the whole upstairs of Brickyard is the festival. Now in, on top of the casks that they have, they do have a tap takeover. And there's about six different beers um, all, that are all available upstairs that you can get with the tickets. So I got the Big Ditch Tart Cherry Barrel Aged Beautiful River Saison. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, they tap that when um, 
Shelton Brothers was in town. Okay. Actually. So, yeah, I taste a lot of bread, and, and it is dry. Yeah. Have you tried it? I have. It's so good. I haven't had it since then, though. So let's see if I can... Uh... Um, the farmhouse beer is kind of a nice break from the Cascales that we've been having. And they, other, they also have some other half over there. Yeah, the cherry balances out a little more now than it did before. The cherry was a little bit heavier back okay. then. I mean, but you could even kind of see it in the... Yeah, it's like kind of like a really light color. pink yeah. color. But I'm drinking the Brickyard Hugo because I haven't had it yet. And this oh, is funky yeah. as shit, man. I love it. Yeah, the Hugo, you can definitely chase the Chardonnay barrels on it, and it is funky. Like, but Every, Everybody knows me as that Chardonnay barrel guy. <laughs> like, honestly, like, if you barrel age something in a fucking Chardonnay barrel, I'm going to drink it, and I'll probably, like, there's like a 75% chance that I'm going to enjoy it. Really? Yeah. Because, like, it's just like that dryness of it. I don't know, like, that dry, oaky, like... What the hops? Bring us Chardonnay barrels. <laughs> Send us all your Chardonnay barrel beer. I, dude, I fuck with it all the time, man. That's so awesome. So, like, any any wine, actually, any wine barrel age, like, people are just like, oh, Brian will like that. So, I heard that Brickyard has a pretty easy time getting wine barrels because we are kind of in the Niagara Yeah, you're in the Niagara region. wine region. Yeah. So that's probably where Hugo came from. Yeah, it doesn't say what winery or anything this came from. I mean, actually, it does say California. So I'm not sure if they partner with local wineries, but we'll have to we'll have to twist JP's arm and see if he yeah, can we'll tell us. Yeah, we'll have to us. get him over here. I see him. I see yeah, him kind of creeping around. He's kinda, I know he's, he's been looking. putting on a good festival here. Testies, testies, one, two, three. Testies? We got this thing on. It it's is on. That was my B, uh, my butthead impersonation. Huh? Butthead, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I How old it. are you? I'd say it might 30. be before her time. Baby. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you doing? We're having fun. Yeah? Oh, look at you guys, your little checklist. What got a smiley face? Woodcock Sour? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's uh, the big the big fan. We have been telling everybody how much we're enjoying ourselves here because this is a really great festival. Right? It's a good did. time. It's one of the best yeah. I've been to in Buffalo. You should be like, you should be happy. I know I know you're not happy right now. I'm not unhappy. All I'm thinking about though is that I have to keg off beer when this is over. So I have to oh clean God. up. It's like you predicted it. I'm killing the Hugo right now, so. Yeah, what do you think about Hugo? Oh, I, I dude, love honestly, Hugo. Dude, do you? I can, yeah. I can drink a keg of this. I dude. fucking love it. I can, like, honestly, dude, like, give me a case of this, and I'll just, like, have to sit in my fridge fucking Well, all since Batsnacks has been off the off the menu, I've, Hugo's my new fave. Hugo and, uh... We're getting a pallet of guava and blackberry on Monday. Yay! And we have Bourbon Street coming out next Friday. Have okay. you ever had Bourbon Street? Uh-uh. So that's passion fruit, tangerine... Uh, cherry and lime. Oh, hurricane, maybe I have had Hurricane it. cocktail. I feel like I had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year? Yeah, last year. It's way better now. Okay. <laughs> so perfect. Tom got annoyed with me. Why? He walked in the brew house and there was like all of the cases of puree on the floor. Uh-huh. And he's like, how many am I putting in? He's like, everything gets out. <laughs> and he was like, no, that's too much. And I was like, just put it in. And he was like, no, he's like... He's like, do you know how much is here? And I was like, yeah, just put it all in. <laughs> nice. So uh, So what do you think the color is going to be on that? It'll be like this cool bright orange, like super like fluorescent looking. What's the ABV? 5.5. Wow, so that's still pretty solid. Yeah, it's not crazy. We brewed it low, we brewed it low ABV and then shit tons of puree. So I got to ask about the uh, tap list. Yeah. Did you, like, handpick all these? Handpicked. There was a couple that I really wanted, and then other ones that were just, you know, they seemed cool. Did you guys try the tart cherry? That's what yeah. I'm drinking right now. I, I had it. love it. I, I love had it, it when too. They, I had it when they tapped it for Shelton. Yeah. And, dude. I can't was... believe. Like, I, I'm going to send Matt a message after this and be like, dude, for real. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I love the barrel-aged sponge candy, and I will admit... Sorry, Resurgence. Uh, I don't love sponge candy, 
Right. I love the candy. I don't love the stuff. There's just not enough. But that's what I mean. Like, but the, the barrel, barrel aged one yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's like, beautiful. Because it balances out that sweetness that the right. normal one has. Yeah. And it's just like, it makes it like, okay, this is what I want out of this. Yeah. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, shades on. We're off. You have a radio show. It's called The Art. Um, well, yeah, it's Artfully Speaking. Okay. Um, and it takes place at the Niagara Arts and Cultural Center on WJGL 1440 AM. Very cool. So not too shabby. We've been said you got a lot of listeners. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I know that we have uh, we have some wonderful Instagram followers and we have some Facebook followers as well. Um, and actually, WJJL just, just this last week, um, actually started live streaming on the internet and with a downloadable app. So we'll be able wow. to check that a little bit more without just checking with Arbitron. That's amazing. So yeah. why don't you introduce yourself again? I would love to, sir. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Kelly Lang Buckley. I am the Director of Development at the Niagara Arts and Cultural Center in Niagara Falls, New York. And it is my honor and my privilege uh, to also be the organizer of one of the oldest events for beer tasting in Western New York, possibly even New York State. Wow. So... This festival coming up, it's called the Art of Beer. It is the Art of Beer. Uh, this is our 14th year. I actually, I, it's funny because I always see stuff about it, but I've never actually been. Well, this is your year. I highly recommend that you come down to see us. It's going to be on March 6th. Which uh, is, is what? What day of the week? It's a Friday. Friday that, night. That's probably why I've never been because I feel like every year. Because like it's the same thing with the uh, beerology at the Science Museum. Absolutely. It's usually on a Friday as well. It can often be on a Friday. When we first started this, the idea was everybody's getting out of work, right? Yeah. You're coming down, having a brew with us. And when we first started doing these things, no, everyone thought we were nuts. No one thought that anyone would come to a beer tasting event. Oh, my goodness. I know. And it was actually the idea of... Um, Becky Deister uh, from Niagara Tradition Homebrew, okay. who helped found it originally. And of course, Bert, as you Bert, know... Bert Deister's... You he's... got it? Bert's still in charge of the Pouring Brigade. And so, <laughs> they all come out. And so a lot of actually the brewers who uh, you see at a lot of the events, even the events tonight, actually got their first kits or actually were at their first event was ours. So it's pretty... It's a bit of a... A little bit like a high school reunion, which is pretty nice since it's in an old high school. Well, yeah, that's what John was saying. He said, like, it's really cool to be in the old Niagara Falls High School, and there's the lockers, and to be drinking beer there is just yes. such an interesting experience. And then you don't even have to about the principal finding out. Right. right? Like, as a matter of fact, the principal's going to sell you a ticket. So... That makes it really, really nice. And actually, we often have uh, people from the old high school come, and they'll wear their Letterman jackets. How cool is that? It is. It's what a, a lot great of sense of community, too. It is. And 100% of the uh, food and drink and everything that's there, because our tickets are actually all-inclusive. So that means that your one price covers not only all of your tasting stations, but your beer tastings, your wine tastings, your spirit tastings. As well as your food. And it's your, only $40? And it's only $40. That is the best deal I've heard of. It so, is, because um, it's all donated. Oh, okay. Because so, all of this is for a nonprofit. Yep. So looking at this, uh, at the poster, you got 12 Gates, Big Ditch, Blackbird, Black Willow Winery, Brickyard, Buffalo Brewing Company, Community Beer Works, Consumers will be there. Uh, David's Tees. David's Tees. <laughs> you can't forget about David's Tees. East Aurora Brewery, Ellicottville Eli Fish, 5 and 20 Spirits and Brewing. So maybe they'll bring both? They so may. even if you aren't a beer person. Oh, yes. There's always opportunities. So Cider Works comes. Various, like, you know, like you have ciders. We have wines. You got Niagara Craft Spirits coming. We do. We're actually the first place to ever allow um, spirits into our events. Queen City Meadery's coming too, which 
I don't really see them at many events. So no, they came last year, and we're still they're still working on some of the details, but we have hope, right, that they're still coming because they came out, and they were extraordinary, a wonderful taste of things. And actually, between themselves and Black Willow, uh, who also has the Valhalla Meadery, um, is one of the few places that actually does mead in Western New York. People are loving mead lately. Mead is like the next hot thing. It is. Honey wines, honey things. When you start looking at meads, actually here at the Cask Festival, right. of course, they're doing traditional old world beers. Right. And mead is one of the oldest fermented beverages. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, my uh, my godson just got married, uh-huh. and they did a uh, old-fashioned Viking wedding. So it was oh, my on- gosh. Yes. And so mead was on the menu. That is so cool. Wait, I need to know more about this. I know it might be a little off topic. No, but are you kidding me? How do you, and cultural how do you center? have a Viking wedding? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, you have to find a Viking bride. No, I'm like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Norwegian yes. only. Yeah, well, indeed, it was outside in winter. Okay. Um, along the river shore with all the trees and the winds whipping and the snow falling. And they were dressed in like you know dark like clothes, and they had the furs on, and there's all the different things. Oh my um, gosh! And of course, and part of the ceremony was drinking mead, because I don't know if you're uh, the idea of honeymoon. Okay. Um, uh, traditionally, that's why it's called the honeymoon, is that you were given enough mead, enough honey wine, to last you one moon cycle. Wow! And so you were supposed. I did to dr- not know yes, that. Yes, you were supposed to drink um, honey and honey mead uh, for the first moon of your marriage and that was the idea of a honeymoon. How <laughs> funny! So basically, you're drinking the stuff that's getting you messed up. And yeah, like gonna, it keeps you happy enough like, in the first couple of weeks yeah. of marriage, indeed. Here, here you go. Go get drunk. Go party. A, go, go, go party. Together. Go make a family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keep yourself warm. Wow! And so, yeah, it was really something fantastic and so we actually featured um, the stuff from uh, Black Willow was actually we had done they have the Odin's Nectar and Val- the oh Valkyries absolutely thing. oh it's so cool it's like your own renaissance festival it, it was actually pretty fantastic wow but I have to say um, like that little section of it so you'll still see that at the Art of Beer along with these wonderful other uh, craft beers that you see around town but we'd like to think that our event is something special it's it's huge it's three floors and you've got a lot of good food there, too. A lot of great food. I mean, I've been to Power City Eatery, and I love their sandwiches. It's amazing. That's because they're delicious. Yeah, they're so good. I was going to say, for me, a lot of these aren't so familiar. They're probably more local. They're so Niagara Falls. Yeah. Well, 773 North is actually on Grand Island, okay. and they just won Soup Fest. Really? They did. And so... Right now, we're trying to decide whether or not they're going to bring their bourbon bisque or whether or not they're going to be bringing their beef on whack. The beef on whack is... Can they is, bring bowls? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, I was like, come on, you got to do it. Um, so this is coming up soon, though. It is. It's only in a couple of weeks. Um, March 6th. That's and so cool. It's a Friday night. Yeah. We're like right in there. You can pop in. And actually, one of the interesting things about it... Now, it's right downtown Niagara Falls. So if you're coming from out of town, because I know your listeners are from all over, uh, you can actually call up any of the local hotels and ask for the Art of Beer rate, um, and they will give you a discount on your hotel stay. Oh! And if you're going to go to uh, the Red Coach Inn, they're one of our sponsors, uh, they not only give you a discount rate on your really awesome room, and they even have suites and things available, but they greet you with beer when you get there and appetizers in your room. They will get you, they will pay for your cab from the hotel to the Art of Beer and back again. And the next morning, their chef will cook you anything a la carte off their menu. Oh my gosh. No. Well, part, that's tempting. Part, part of me is just like, maybe I should just go. Yeah, and like stay. a staycation. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, we make it a staycation because it's a celebration of Western New York beer culture. And one of the things that Western New York culture and beer culture is known for is hospitality. Absolutely. Right? Nothing brings people together than a great, great beverage and good friends. And that's what it's about. Wow. So, those, oh yeah. And then the other, like if you're going to drive in, one of our sponsors totally, I can't I say sponsor, it's our neighbors. Okay. Uh, near the Art Center, it's the old high school. They went to high school there. 
decided that they could, they hated looking for parking. Right? <laughs> Everybody hates looking for parking. They right. don't want to pay for parking. Absolutely. So they sponsored their parking lot. They have a huge parking lot right down the street for us. It's a couple of blocks. But it's a little too far to walk. Right. Well, at least, you know, in heels. Right. Or in the cold. Or in the cold. So they decided that they are hiring a fleet of limousines. And so you can actually park at 755 Marketside Lot um, right there in Niagara Falls on, on, Pine, Pine, Avenue. on Pine Avenue. Park right by 755. The limos will come pick you up and drop you right at the front door of the NAC. And they will come back at the end of the night and take you back to 755 oh, for an after wedding. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You like you wanted to know like how to get. I'm like, yeah. I plan a mean wedding. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> but yes. All, so all the food and drinks available. And if you do want to leave a cash donation in an envelope for our kids program, you're welcome to do right. so. Right. But this sounds amazing. It is. It's um. It's something we're all really proud of. Yeah. And the brewers love to come. The people love to come. And once you've been there, you always come back. Right. And that's what John was saying. He said it was the best festival he can think of in Western New York. So well, that means that's a, a compliment. It is. We, we did one in, New, in 2016, Buffalo Spree's best um, fundraiser and beer festival. Again, uh, March 6th from 6 to 9 p.m. It's a Friday night. Uh, and we just hope that everyone's able to come out, have a good time, enjoy themselves, support a really great cause. Uh, the Niagara Arts and Cultural Center, is, this is going to be our 19th year uh, at the Arts Center. It's uh, adaptive reuse. So it was an abandoned school, um, in abandoned high school in Niagara Falls, in, uh, in a neighborhood that was rather derelict for some time. It was going down. And the NAC is now one of the anchors that's helping revitalize the neighborhood. And that's one of the strong corridors uh, that's keeping in. So uh, we do children's programs. It's open seven days a week. Wow, that's so rare. Yeah, free to the public. uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 4. The galleries are open. uh, There's theaters and music. There's 120 art studios with artists from all over uh, making everything from giant sculptures to paintings to music, violin lessons, opera. If you name it, it's somewhere in the building. Um, And anybody can come in for free um, and meet the artists and walk through the galleries. And then, of course, we do uh, children's camps and various other things to teach to the public. You're doing big things. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It's It's actually, we found out rather recently that we're the largest multi-art center in New York State. Wow. Um, but we were too busy doing it. <laughs> right? Um, because it's it's not um, like the art of beer. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. No, please do. CJ. Yes? You have stickers? Yeah, there's one right there. Why the fuck? <laughs> Did you... <laughs> You are seriously... That's the last one. I'm going to say this. Thank you for the sticker, and fuck you for not fucking telling me that you had them earlier. What the fuck is your problem? Well, you can have it. Well, have it? I'm fuck you, I'm taking it. I'm freaking out. <laughs> All right. I'm done. No, he'll edit it. No, this is a podcast, so... A.K.A. total joke. <laughs> I'm like, that's $10,000 a swear word. <laughs> I do have a FCC band. I'm not allowed to be within like 500 feet of any FCC transmitting. <laughs> no, like legitimately. <laughs> I, I, I believe you. I believe you, Carl. Pressure drop. Just have a, a radio station. A radio that's really funny. I'm like, my inner heart was just like. <laughs> I know. I could see you like panicking and I, I know, panic I like that too. No, it's because... I interview artists oh. live on the radio. <laughs> for Very five, similar. Five years. I've been doing a, a show every Tuesday for five years. Okay. Yeah. And I'm never really sure what anyone's about to say. Right. Because you don't do a practice run, do you? Yeah. No. No, just like you. You kind of just give them the heads up here and like... Sometimes that counts. But one of the things that a great radio, just like great conversation, like we're talking about hospitality and beer, great radio, great podcast are when you actually connect to another human being. Right. You're actually interested in what they're saying. Yeah, it's not, you're not faking it. No, you're not faking it. You know, like, here's my script. Here you go. 
No. You're like, he's like, he's like, I want a sticker. Where's my stickers? <laughs> he right? got the last one. But that's that, funny. I that, gotta tell you, if I would have known that sticker was up for grabs, he wouldn't have gotten that sticker. That's why. That's why Carl. That's why Carol's been on this podcast probably just as much as you, CJ. Yeah. We're, re- we're both, I'm a reoccurring guest, and, and Carl's a reoccurring guest for sure. Well, how could you not? know that's a personality worth seeing, right? <laughs> and you're like, So he's oh. the brewer at Pressure Drop. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Pressure, yes, Pressure of course, Drop's they're going coming. to be at the Art of Beer. Supposedly. He hasn't actually turned in his paperwork. I probably want to I'm go sure on. he hasn't yeah. turned it in, but I'm sure he'll be Carol, there. Carol, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you better be coming. Right. So I'm like, no, it's, bottom line is, I like what we do, right? It's worth doing. Absolutely. And sometimes, once in a while, we get to drink beer while we do it. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. My yeah. pleasure. It has been an honor to be with you here today. I feel like we could talk all day. I know, but, we really could, we really we could. could. But more importantly, I'm getting a sticker. So. <laughs> What the what? And some, oh yeah. And if you don't mind, I'll be posting this on our Instagram. Thank oh, you. Cool. Do awesome. it. Tag us. Hi guys. Hey. As Sarah said, apparently all night long I was holding court like a princess <laughs> with my scepter. But as soon as somebody finds out that one eye cat is around, they know we have a secret stash and they all come back and say, What else you got? Yeah, we were talking earlier about how you're really good at underground beer scene. We do. We call We're the speakeasy of breweries. We are the speakeasy of breweries. So we have a (laughs) a perfect way to put it. (laughs) We have a pretty um, solidified following of people that we call the kitten pile um none of them were here tonight which is i was gonna say i didn't see mark jowett no (laughs) mark jowett wasn't here um mike uh mike france jen france they weren't here a lot of our kitten pile wasn't here but we had a whole shit ton I feel of like at this point, I'm probably part of it. You're yeah. definitely you part absolutely of the kitten pile. I want to be a kitten pile. It is I not know. exclusive. It's not we, exclusive. We How do you get a ticket? You just keep coming to our fucking events and, <laughs> and saying, oh my God, hey, when are you guys going to open? <laughs> as soon as you say, when are you guys going to actually open, you're automatically a part of the kitten Okay, pile. so actually then I got to admit it today to the kitten Congratulations. pile. Congratulations. Newly minted you are. Wow. <laughs> but so- uh, yeah, we had a bunch of people who came up and they're like, we heard that you have other beer, which is our thing. As soon as we go to any of these tastings or anything, you'll always see us with our little cooler, and we've got other beer. Brian actually called it a lunch pail. It, it, it's pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the really huge, fat construction worker lunch That's what I mean. It's like, it's like it's, got yeah. the, it's got the lid and everything like it, so it's perfect. It's and like this, this time we had our dark Belgian Dubai. Aged in a gin barrel, our 2019 uh, smoked English barley wine Maynard's Kiss, and our pumpkin. pumpkin spice or our pumpkin stout. Do you have any bottles of that left? The the, the, Ma- the Maynard's. Uh, we do have. I want to say we have 45 bottles of Maynard's Kiss left. Yeah. yeah. I might have to. I might have to sneak one for me at yeah. some point. Wait, should they introduce themselves? Oh, oh sure. Hi. <laughs> hey, Sarah how and are Patrick. You? Hello. When I kept brewing. When I kept brewing, the t-shirt company that happens to make beer. We give away free power. samples of beer if you purchase a t-shirt from us. <laughs> we give away free samples of beer. We don't give a fuck. Where can we find you on? Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram. At One Eye Cat Brewing? At One Eye Cat it. Brewing. Perfect. Correct. All right. So the cask festival is winding down. Um, there's some casks that are kicked. Woodcock seemed to be the overwhelming favorite. I know it was my favorite. Um, yeah, no, they were heavy blueberry, and that was pretty awesome. The Hamburg one, too, was pretty good, though. Yeah, I think people were just liking that something different. So, CJ, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram, at Beerbrat. 
You can find me on Untapped and on Twitter at beer underscore brat. And then soon my website's coming, drinklikeabrat.com. Awesome. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops, on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast, and follow me on Untapped at PA Merrick. Five six maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something. Thanks. It's something like that. <laughs> You'll find him. Um, go check us out on hoppedupnetwork.com or bigheadsmedia.com because we got a lot of friends out there. You know, if you're looking for beer podcasts, Hopped Up Network is where you're gonna look. Uh, Big Heads Media, dude. Literally any sports podcast you're looking for. Or any like kind of style podcast you're looking for is really there. Wow. So go check it out. Cool. Um, you on Spotify yet? We are on Spotify. Yeah. I mean, Spotify is weird though. I love Spotify. That's where I listen to all my podcasts. But yeah, you can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us literally everywhere but SoundCloud at this point. We used to be on SoundCloud. We're not anymore. So, I'm more happy about that because we are not SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, we're going to wrap this shit up. So, thanks for listening. Deuces. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.